Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Charlotte at 6. Thank you, Anna. Charlotte at 6 for a Wednesday. I'm Mark Garrison. Top stories here on WBT. Yes, it was hot out today. Hovering around 100 degrees coming up at 620, we'll talk about that. And visit a little restaurant that served up customers with a smile today, even though they didn't have any air conditioning. That'd be tough, right? But we start this evening with breaking news. Bruton Smith has died at the age of 95. There are two words that come to mind when you say Bruton Smith, racing and cars. He built Charlotte Motor Speedway, and he built a dynasty of car dealerships. If you have lived in Charlotte very long, you probably have driven a car from a dealership owned by Mr. Smith. Scott Cooper joins us from the Speedway right now. Scott, I know uh, some hearts are heavy out there this afternoon. Mark, he has had such an impact on everybody here at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, It is definitely a sad day for our Speedway family and our team here. But, um, you know, whenever something like this happens, it also gives you a chance to sit back and reflect and just be thankful and grateful for all the great times that we had a chance to spend with him and um, to, to learn from him. I mean, you know, when you talk about charlatans that have, uh, you know, put forth just such a lasting legacy, I, I mean, he's got to be up there with just the greatest names in the history of the city. You know, uh, one word comes to mind. I didn't know him well, had met him a few times, a few interviews, but character comes to mind. He was a character, wasn't he? <laughs> in a he good, in a was good way. definitely a character. Um, he was a very, very shrewd and astute businessman, um, but he was really an innovator. He was an entrepreneur, and, uh, you know, he came up with ideas and and things to be done, uh, you know, not, not just at the Speedway and from the Speedway Motorsports side of things, but also in the automotive industry and with uh, Sonic, and um, just a, you know such a um, such a legacy there of impact that he's had. And you know, uh, I always like to say, I, I mean, he used to tell us all the time. Two of the things that always stuck out when I talked to him yeah. was he'd say, he would say, you know, we work for the fans. Don't ever forget that. And he'd also say, inspect what you expect. And he really told all of his managers, his staff that, and it was that it was it was his way of telling everyone that they really needed attention to detail because you know when you're you're trying to impress a fan or if you're trying to impress somebody that's coming in your store to buy a car, uh, you know that that impression goes a long way, and you want them to leave with a great memory, and that was always something special for him. You know, he sort of stumbled into this in a way when he was, uh, I was reading that when he was just out of high school, he, he spent 700 bucks on a race car to the horror of his mom who started to <laughs> pray that, no, no, I don't want my son racing. So he stopped driving, but he started promoting some races on dirt tracks when he was just 18 years old. Yeah, I'll tell you, he he started at a very very early age, and 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 he grew up in a very poor farming community, um, a very rural uh, lifestyle, and and learned very early the benefit of working hard. And I think a lot of that was something that he really wanted to, um, you know, use that work ethic to be able to get further in life, and used it as a uh, inspiration for a long time, 
And so I think it's just, um, you know, something that when you go back and you look at his career and how he started from such humble beginnings and then, you know, at uh, one time was was one of just a, just a handful of people that had not one but two seats on the New York Stock Exchange. And, wow. and it, you know, to just see the accomplishments that he made from a business standpoint and uh, was, you know, really, really something special. Um, I know that during some of the times that I would speak to him, you know, he, he took a lot of pride in being able to put people to work. Really? That was that was important to him to be able to provide a job, and then for people that worked hard to be able to reward those people and give them promotions and opportunities to advance within the company. And I think you know, um, you know, some of that 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 way of doing things is is something that really permeated uh, everybody that worked you know for him with him, and will continue to do so. He told the Associated Press he'd always been kind of a frustrated builder, but he had a knack for promoting races, which is an interesting knack to have, and it paid off. He built the Charlotte Motor Speedway in 1959, is that right? He did, and he was only 32 years old. 32 years old, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. I mean, he 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 had to raise money. He had to to put this thing together. He had to hire construction companies. He had to get drivers and partnered with Curtis Turner to help promote this project and kind of what he was doing. And with all of that taking place at an age of 32, mm. he was only 33 when the first World 600 in 1960 actually took place here wow. at Charlotte Motor Speed way and I am told, and I've and I have heard him say this before that when that green flag fell and the race actually started, after just months and months and months of work around the clock, he literally fell asleep during the race. He was just so exhausted, and the race had finally taken place that uh, he actually dozed off. And um, so, you know, that just kind of, you know, uh, tells you what uh, wow. dedication that, you know, he had to making Charlotte Motor Speedway a uh, reality. So, Well, there's just so much about him we could talk about. Of course, uh, NASCAR and then an empire in the, in the business of selling cars, of course. What do you think is his greatest legacy around here? Wow. I think his greatest legacy, in my personal opinion, is just going to be an encouragement for people to always want to innovate. I mean, when you can come to from what he started out as, as a just a just a poor child working on a farm and be able to accomplish and achieve what he did through being positive, through being optimistic and through hard work. He is truly the example of that, you know, you really can achieve your dreams and achieve whatever you want to at a very high level. And so I think that, uh, you know, that legacy of hard work and innovation paying off for people is um, going to be what people should really be left with by him. And also what he did for charity, uh, you know, he never gets recognized as much for what he's done to create Speedway Children's Charities and all the literally millions by this point of children that have benefited through monies raised by Speedway Children's Charities since 1982. And wow. to, you know, put that in place and have 
so much of that money stay right here in the Charlotte community and benefit people um, is uh, another legacy that's going to continue for years and years to come. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Scott, thank you. Scott Cooper at the Speedway. Talking about Bruton Smith, the man who built Charlotte Motor Speedway, the man who really helped make NASCAR what it is today. Smith died at the age of 95 this afternoon. Now, coming up at 635, we'll talk with racing reporter Brett McMillan. More about Smith and his contribution. One thing I found fascinating, he sold his first cars in his mom's front yard just after graduating high school in the town of Oakboro, and he said, I figured out I could make a little money doing that.